More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll into the Friday show and take you into the weekend. Hopefully, put some smiles on your face, make you a little bit smarter. We are live in Miami, and uh, i got to tell you, it's hard not to be in a good mood when you're walking around at 75 degrees outside, but I will be heading back to Nashville later today. Um, and uh, there are a lot of different moving parts here, uh, Buck, uh, several different things. First of all, it's Groundhog Day. We'll have some fun with that. Maybe the worst moment of Bill de Blasio's career. Was Which says he, a lot, by the way. Yes, was when he killed the groundhog in uh, Staten Island. Actual groundhog aside, he killed the groundhog. Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil no more. He dropped the groundhog and the groundhog died. It's one of the funniest stories out there. Uh, we'll have a little bit of fun unless you're a huge groundhog person, uh, in which case it's uh, rest in peace. It's 10 years, 10 year anniversary of the death of the uh, Staten Island groundhog. By the way, the groundhog... Uh, did not see his shadow, right? So I think spring is here, according to uh, the groundhog, Puxatani Phil. I don't, I don't go in for these pagan rituals, Clay. I yes. don't know what's going on. Uh, Fanny Willis, uh, Fanny, as she likes to be called, despite the fact that it's pronounced uh, or spelled Fanny, uh, being subpoenaed by the House Judiciary Com- Committee and uh, Chairman Jim Jordan. This is something to pay attention to. Uh, also, she's got to file a response to the allegation that she hired her lover and paid him over $600,000. I'm not sure that we will get news on that by the time the show ends today, but we could, and it's certainly something that I think we'll be talking about next week. But, Buck, standing out here that I think is now a big story, and we told you for several weeks now that this was going to happen, and this is one that I think we have been quite some distance in front of the average media member on, uh, they're not going to be able to start this trial, Jack Smith, March 4th in D.C., and they have now removed it entirely from the calendar. Uh, this is a big story. Washington Post broke that news last night. But this is basically Judge Chutkin saying, yeah, there's no way possible for this trial to start. And now 
Alvin Bragg potentially, Buck, moves to the, uh, the, the leadership role. And there, I think, is panic setting in about how these Trump charges are going. Cause I don't think they ever wanted Alvin Bragg and this ridiculous process crime related to, uh, you know, basically bookkeeping, uh, errors that they're alleging to be the number one leadoff case for Donald Trump. So they've taken a kitchen sink legal strategy, right? They've thrown everything that any anti-Trump legal figure, civil, criminal, could possibly conjure against him at once. And, and we've even been, Clay and I have been talking, we're down here with, with a few of our colleagues and friends, and one thing that keeps coming up is imagine you are, is he 77 now? Yes. 77 years old. You've gone your entire life. You're now at, at the average expectancy, life expectancy for an American male, I think, is, is basically 77, something like that. And you've gone your entire life without a criminal charge, never having seen anything like this. And you've got now the four federal, I'm sorry, four criminal indictments, um, two of them federal, and you've also got the civil cases against them, all this. It's a mess. What it's starting to look like is they didn't actually have this really thought out all that well before. They just figured shotgun approach and maybe the pellets hit the target where we want them to. They're just going to throw whatever they can out there. But it could be backfiring, right? Now, how it backfires in this instance, uh, notice the use of the word could. There are conditionals here. We don't know yet. They could still do this March, uh, the J6 trial, we'll call it, right? The uh, election-related trial in D.C. They could still get it done. Here's the way I think that this sets up. They have to wait, obviously, for the appeals court to decide whether Trump has presidential immunity from criminal prosecution, which is what his defense has leveled. Appeals court's going to have to weigh in on that. If they come down in his favor on that, federal charges in this case are... The well, J6, look, it's going to get appealed to the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court no matter but, what happens. But yes, that, that would be a huge upset it, if it, that happened. I, I think I think it's unlikely the appeals court, uh, the, you know, the the, uh, the first court of appeals that DC it goes to, Circuit. DC Circuit, thank you, will rule in his favor. I think the Supreme Court will, which will obviously be very controversial, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you got you got a couple of... Uh, of wild cards on, on the court for this kind of a case. All right. So there's that. The Alvin Bragg situation though. I think that Bragg's role in this, and remember there's two things, right? There's the individual motivation from the do it. Here are the Democrats, national recognition, maybe running for governor. Alvin Bragg, the district attorney of New York, mayor certainly, right? Oh, has yes. all of those things in his sights. There's no downside for him to prosecute Trump under any circumstances. He knows that, but politically, and I didn't brag get called to, am I, am I, am I imagining? It's tough to keep track of who's met with the Biden White House recently, but I think there was some brag connection. Let me check that out. But there, it's tough to see how he can go forward with this and not risk essentially undermining all of the other trials because if he goes first and loses, or if he goes first and wins, but public opinion is this, the whole thing is such a joke, it's grotesque. It undermines the two federal cases that we think still are at least looming out there, right? Yeah, and this again, I think they're panicked. I, I, I think they are panicked because you never want to lead with your weakest case. Because do you remember Buck when they indicted Trump for the first time in March? Every time he got indicted after that one, the overall attention spike from the media declined. And what, what do I mean by that? Think about how that would play in the larger election cycle. Trump getting convicted 
in New York City over these bookkeeping felonies. Remember, misdemeanors that have been elevated to felonies, which I think will get tossed on appeal. They would be preposterous even as misdemeanors, Correct. which is what's amazing. Correct. And they, they, the 34 charges there, whatever the total was, they basically every time that it was entered, it was a new felony. Even the most dyed-in-the-wool left-wing political legal analyst looked at the Alvin Bragg case and said this is garbage. What I think might well happen, and, and again, I think they are panicked. I don't even know what these conversations would sound like, Buck, right now. But you can't have the Jack Smith case happen. The uh, the South Florida case, the other federal case, is nowhere near being ready to go to trial because of all the classified documents-related complexities. I don't think the Fonnie Willis case will ever go to trial. And that's the one. They're, so the White House had meetings with, with Fonnie Fanny. Willis's, yes. uh, so Nathan Wade, that, yeah, whole, it's, that it's whole, tough. whole universe. So they were clearly coordinating beforehand. I haven't seen actually Bragg coordinating, but I don't think he really has to. He understands what yeah. the White House wants him to do. So the, I, I think you now have a situation where the worst case of the four could potentially be the only one that goes to trial. And we talked about this yesterday or the day before, Buck. I think even... The pop that you would get from that is lost because it's already baked in that New York City hates Trump. The only thing that could happen here, Buck, is, in my opinion, one of you out there listening to us on WOR in uh, in the New York City area, you could get called to jury duty. There could be one person on that Alvin Bragg case. Everybody presumes there's going to be a conviction, right? Imagine if they didn't even get a conviction in that case. Well, I will tell you, it'll be challenging if there is that person out there. And as I've said before, if all of a sudden, you know, Chuck Bexton yeah. is showing up on jury duty with a big mustache, you'll know that something is up. Um, but I, I think that the person, any, anybody on that jury who doesn't go along with what is demanded uh, is going to be put under unbelievable. They're going to know they're under. CNN will dox them the moment they walk out of the courthouse. It will come out. And so this is the other part of it. This is why I got so frustrated with Nikki Haley. I trust juries. What is that even? That's like saying I trust prosecutors. I mean, there are good prosecutors, and there's also a whole lot of terrible prosecutors. Yeah. You know. And and so hoping that there's one person who's stalwart enough to stand up and say that this is a mess in here. And by the way. I, I, I think any honest person knows that what's going on in New York, Democrat, Republican, I think you could be honestly a communist and know that what they're doing to Trump in New York City is is outrageous to the notion of a rule of law. Maybe the communist wants it, but I think they know that it's crazy. If if they go forward with that and they lose on that, I I just feel like first of all the, the Fonnie Willis thing, we'll talk more about it. I think that whole thing it's is dead. it's shambles. It's dead. So that's gone. The brag thing, if if they bring it and they lose, or I would even argue if they win, it makes the whole thing look like a it's sham. It's baked in, and because of all the New York City legal complexities, Buck, I don't even think people understand what's going on there. They just kind of know that it's process. Remember, that's not a jury of Trump's peers. I think this is the other part that's so huge here. A jury of Trump's peers would be 50% of supporters, 50% of non-supporters, which is basically the country, right? That's what the election's going to be like. You got 95% Trump haters. Uh, in many of these juries, uh, uh, jury pools, which is why we need one. We need yeah. one patriot out there who could derail this entire process. Yeah, I'm sure they're, they're, have they already tried? They must have tried for a change of, of venue, but they keep getting shot down yeah, with this. Right? I, I, so, that's right. Cause really Trump, Trump should have a jury of his peers 
you know, up in way upstate New York by the St. Lawrence River or something. I mean, he sh- it should be way up there where people actually, you know, own firearms and uh, believe in the Constitution. There are parts of New York, I know as a New Yorker, that resemble much of the rest of the country and the middle of the country in particular. Uh, but that's not going to happen. I-, I think that the, uh, the legal, the legal salvos against Trump, Clay, it- it's very hard to see this as there actually is some really deep Machiavellian strategy at work other than just do everything. You know, it's a little bit like what a prosecutor will do. Andy McCarthy actually taught me uh, this phrase, the count of countless counts. Yeah. Which is when all, you know, they, when they want to nail somebody and they're just, they're throwing this and they're adding a conspiracy and they're adding a conspiracy to conspire and they just, they try to do everything they can to fill that front page with crimes. You say, well, what's the real crime? Like what, what did this person do that is bad? And I think they've done that against Trump in a way that anyone who's being honest and watches it says, What's the really bad thing exactly? The speech that he gave before January 6th, the documents that were at Mar-a-Lago that nobody saw, that nobody touched, that he says he had presidential right to take with. Like, what really is the crime? I mean, never mind the stuff with uh, Stormy Daniels or whatever. What is he supposed to have done? It's absurd when you actually boil it down. And not only that, we're likely to get caught in quicksand here. Because if this Alvin Bragg case goes to trial... I don't think it would be able to start till maybe mid-April. There's all this different appellate work that would be done, all this different, basically, elongation of the trial that would take us into April, May, maybe June. Supreme Court rulings have to come down. We don't even know when, potentially, the Jack Smith case could even be allowed to go. It's not only that they're not going to like Alvin Bragg's case going. It's that Alvin Bragg's case makes it more complicated to get to the Jack Smith case, which is the one they want to get to first. And, Buck, I think there's even a possibility that because they're having to put the Jack Smith case on hold, that the South Florida federal case ends up next in line, so to speak, because they can move procedurally faster on that. But that's that's going to be a push. Like, that, I don't think they can get a conviction in yeah. South Florida. I, I, I think that right now... Anyone who has voted for Donald Trump in the past on any of these juries in good conscience would just say, not on my watch. Correct. Absolutely not. Any, any of these trials that if they actually go to trial, if they actually get to the point where a jury is deciding, I think anybody who is, uh, who is fair-minded at all toward Trump, not just Trump voters, I think anybody who isn't overcome with Trump derangement and hatred. Now, unfortunately in DC and New York, that's going to be most of the city as we know in both cases. Uh, they would, they would refuse a conviction. If anyone disagrees, by the way, I, I want to put this out there, Clay. Um, first of all, we had fantastic poll results from, yeah, from we got to talk from about the, that. Uh, from the poll. The great Hillary showdown. Versus Kamala. Who is, we should have been, we should have done who is more unlikable, but it was who was more likable. Yes. Hillary or Kamala. We have those tens of thousands of you voted. We have those results for you, which we can get to. And then also, um, I, I want to know if anyone thinks that this is in any way and I really mean this. Is this legal stuff against Trump playing out the way that Jack Smith and the rest of them expected it to? Does anyone still think that? Maybe. If so, please let us know how you think that is. Because to me, the trains are coming off the tracks. And uh, it's it's looking like they're going to have a really tough time to pull this all the way through. You know, there's not a day that goes by without someone speculating about how much artificial intelligence, AI, is going to just change the world we live in and all the big businesses out there. 
I mean, just a couple of days ago, someone wrote an article suggesting that thousands of Hollywood animators would be out of work soon. The impact that AI will have on many industries is on its way, as are the opportunities to realize a positive return if you choose to invest carefully. Tech expert Colin Tedards believes this is the beginning of a new era that could make you rich. Colin has been watching the markets with rapt attention. When the stock market hit rock bottom at the end of 2022, he recommended shares of a top software company speculating that the upside in the company was there, if you could see it. This same top software company is up over 200% since then. Anyone who listened to Colin had a chance to more than double their money in less than a year. Now he's recommending a new AI company that he says could do even better. And he's found a way for you to profit from this AI project. Go online to newaiproject.com to learn more. Newaiproject.com. Newaiproject.com. Paid for by Brownstone Research. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and Search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in here to Clay and Buck. I want to take a bunch of your calls because it's Friday. So remember, light up those lines, 800-282-2882. Also, if you want to see us, go and subscribe to the uh, Clay and Buck video at clayandbuck.com. We stream the show. you got to become a VIP. Please become a subscriber. Um, I have gotten Clay to agree to at some point today he will hold up Ginger. So we will have a photo of Clay and Ginger. It's a very rare thing 
that we will accomplish at some point today. Uh, but I have to say, Clay, in, in the, in the, um, polling that we discussed and looking at the data, this is one of the bigger shocks I've had in a while. Um, I asked the question on the air yesterday. It's a good question. Because Great it got, question. It got people really fired up right away. Who is a more likable person? Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris? Now it should have been who is like more, who is more unlikable. That would be more fun. But we had over 30,000 votes in this poll. You tweeted it out. I retweeted it. So we got some of your people, some of my people weighing in on this one on Twitter. Kamala Harris beat out Hillary Clinton with over 30,000 votes counted. 56 to 44. People think Kamala Harris is more likable than Hillary. Stunned me. I, 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 I thought this would be a 60-40 for Hillary. I gotta tell you, I, this was a, this was a shock. I would have lost all my money betting on this one. I wonder how much of this is just Hillary is more embedded as an unlikable figure for so long. And Kamala is still kind of the new person on the block. And so the dislike for Hillary is rooted so deeply. Whereas Kamala, I think a decade ago, nobody knew Kamala, really. And so this is kind of just a new thing. But to me, when I look at it, because you asked the question, I thought immediately, Hillary's a mom. She stayed married to one person, whether you like it or not. Hillary's actually way smarter, I think, than Kamala Harris. I mean, way if you're more asking accomplished. Who, who should be, if you, again, I know you all hate this. There's so many people, yeah. anything but this. It was like we we're torturing you by asking the question. If you had to pick between the two of them to be president, had to pick. No third option. I hate when people say, well, I'd choose door number three. There is no door number three. Hillary Clinton over Kamala Harris all day, all night. I don't think it's remotely close. And so if you contemplate that and just run through it, I was actually stunned by the results. And uh, maybe maybe there's a lot of secret Kamala love out there that you and I have not given enough attention to. Uh, but... Obviously not a lot of love anyway. I want to tell you, speaking of love, my pillow loves everything you guys have done for them and their business all throughout 2023. And as a result, they are giving you incredible offers for 2024. You can get 50% off the my pillow 2.0, incredible flannel sheets. And if you need towels, six pack sets, low price of 29.98. Uh, you can also get a brand new dog bed, uh, come in a bunch of different colors. Your pup will feel pampered just like ginger who's running around here in buck's place in miami uh if you're wanting to upgrade your own bed how about a mattress topper low is 99.99 you get 60 day money back guarantee 10 year warranty every item you purchase during the sale to find the offer just go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square to check out everything remember enter that promo code clay and buck to get the sale price and the free shipping all you have to do go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special make sure you use the code clay and buck get hooked up today reacting to the blockbuster news that you guys love kamala way more than you love hillary earth-shattering results from that poll he loves to poke you he loves to poke you just a ton you're in your car your truck or your kitchen or your office clay is poking at you right now just a ton of people out there driving around who secretly love kamala that's what the results of the poll have told me the cackle you love it the awkward circular statements that go nowhere it really floats your boat. You That's a, what, what is everybody your, is saying. The most amazing that that comes to mind for you, like without Googling, what is the what is the most quintessential Kamala moment for you of all? I think it's the the look at the moon the thing. Moon. I was, the moon. I was hoping you're the look, look at the moon because it's just so artificial. 
They had actors the, as the I kids. I know. I know the fact that she's claiming to be blown away by looking at the uh, at the moon. And and I thought yesterday we had the conversation with uh, Charlie Spearing, who's got the book out uh, oh, somewhere yeah. around yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. Um, the the to me the most interesting part about Kamala, when you consider how much everybody goes through the past of any presidential candidate with a fine tooth comb. Donald Trump ever said anything remotely inappropriate in his life. It has been dissected by the Washington Post, by the New York Times, Politico. All of the outlets have gone through everything Trump said. And to be fair, the same thing happened with a lot of other candidates. I think the vast majority of Americans have no idea that Kamala Harris got her start in politics by being the side chick of Willie Brown. And I think that would change the way that women respond to her in a big way if it was widely known. Because I think, again, on the Hillary Clinton front, I think more women, whether they're being honest or not, respect Hillary Clinton for standing by her man. What was the old Tammy Wynette song? Um, uh, You don't want me singing, but yes, I know you're talking about Yeah, right. I mean, that's a hugely iconic song out there. And trying to stay in her marriage even with all the challenges, than they do someone like Kamala Harris, who's 29 years old, sleeping with a 60-year-old man who's already powerful. Most and women, married. Yes, and married. Most women out there, Is correct, and, and I get it. And so what I, I really mean this, Buck, what percentage of women out there even know that story? Black women, Asian women, white women, Hispanic women. That is, it should be, in my opinion, a very negative and well-discussed and analyzed part of Kamala Harris's political background because it's not just her personal relationships. Because you can say, well, uh, there's scandal stories out there about Nikki Haley. There's scandal stories out there about Donald Trump. Honestly, there's scandal stories out there about Joe Biden. Historically, the guy or gal out there who doesn't have negative stories, look, I mean, George W. Bush, Basically never had any whisper of impropriety, right? Wait, when you're talking about like affairs? Yeah, stuff? right. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, he pers- had like the drunk driving and some issues. And he didn't yeah. get married till he was 40, so like he had hey, a like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with yeah. waiting till but 40 to get I married, think, everybody. I, and I might be wrong about that. Or maybe he was 35. He was, you know, not super young when he got married. Barack Obama, whatever you want to say about Barack Obama, I don't think there's been a lot. Of, well, I take that back. There's reports. Uh, I was yeah. like, buddy, we yeah. can't go there right I, now. I've but. forgotten. There's reports that Barack Obama may have had uh, gay relationships in the past, which is crazy, right? But there's no story out there about those guys. And we all know about Bill Clinton, right? Every little Bill oh, Clinton. We know a lot about Bill. What would they call him? They had so many of those, Buck. They called him bimbo eruptions, right? There was always a new girl coming well, out. Well, that not that so interesting in retrospect that they were willing to malign and slander women when it suited the Democrat Party at the time? It wasn't believe all women. Oh, no, whether it was ABC or NBC or, you know, little Stephanopoulos running around the White House yeah. doing comms for them. It was these women are, you know, they are morally uh, loose and they are bad people and they're lying and you can't believe them. And remember so what they, it all, it's all situational ethics. Remember with what they said about Monica Lewinsky back in the day. Their pitch was she's a little bit slutty and she's a little bit crazy. That was how they defined her. Remember, she was a 23 or 24 year old intern and they went to war with right. she's a little slutty, she's a well, little it, crazy. It's just worth noting that the Democrat Party went all in on doing that to protect Bill Clinton when he was president. 
and then went all in in the other direction of let's believe transparently insane liars to try to stop Kavanaugh from being on the Supreme Court. This is just a, a shorthand way of explaining to everybody the Democrats lie all the time. So And go. the E. Jean Carroll thing you can roll in now. But I just think when you look at the way they went, even Bill Clinton, through all of those accusations and the way they all got covered and everything else, I bet, Buck, that right now in America, 30% of Americans know that Kamala Harris got her start in oh, politics. Way you think less, it's even lower way than, less than that. Way, I, think that's I think 30% of people who read the newspaper every day and watch the news at night know that. I, I think it's like 5% of the country. And, and by the way, that. it might even be a substantial portion of our listenership right now that still is not really aware of all the details about Kamala's past. And you can say, look, I don't care, but it seems significant to me that she got her political start by sleeping with a married man in San Francisco who appointed her to taxpayer-funded, as we talked about yesterday, jobs that were worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, Buck, she's also really bad at the job that she has now. So you could say, well, she was 29 years old then. Uh, let's not be that concerned. She's whatever, 58 now. That was 30 years mm-hmm. ago. But she's not very good at her job now. So wondering how she got to where she is, despite really any substantial level of accomplishment, should be the very essence of what po- what the media does. They should look into how do people end up in positions yeah, of power. You know, that's not. I, 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 by just, the way, I stand behind my. I I think Kamala Harris is the that is. You, you know, people will talk about. Um, you know, it's 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 the pinnacle, or you could say. You know, they used to say when they were doing energy analysis, we've reached peak oil. You know, and yeah, now it's right. all going to be downhill. Um, I, I think it, you've you've reached peak DEI. Uh, with the elevation of, uh, Kamala Harris. I, I think you're at a higher level of the power of the DEI movement than you are likely to ever see again because so much of it is, is unraveling. And, and let's remember the Supreme Court, there, there need to be a whole lot more lawsuits and much more activity around this. The Supreme Court's already said you can't do this, you know, racial justice and admissions thing anymore. It is, it is discriminatory. So they have been violating the Constitution countless times for many years and it's just now oh well which institutions are going to get called out for this and so we're in the the early stages i think of, of rolling that back but it only happens if people are active about it uh because look joe joe biden it's funny joe biden is so often the guy who says the quiet part out loud or mumbles the quiet part out loud but when he says things like i'm only going to pick a black woman for the supreme court everybody goes hold on a second what is that it's not legal either. It's and, not and, and, it's, yeah. You know, you're, you're going to flagrantly violate constitutional equal protection in the appointment of a Supreme Court justice. That is what Joe Biden did. If you were running, a, you know, a department store and you're looking for a manager, you would be violating equal employment opportunity law by saying, "I'm only gonna, I'm only because remember, if you can say I'm only going to hire a black woman, you can also say I'm only going to hire a Fill in the blank, whatever you want. Yeah, it's racist, sexist, and it also undercuts the legitimacy of whomever you're appointing. As I've said for a long time, Buck, Biden could have given us a list of 20 different potential appointees and said, I'm picking Katanji Brown Jackson. Now, we might have said, well, the only reason she got picked is because she's a black woman. But Biden could legitimately say, here's the list of 20. I thought she was the most impressive. Instead, he automatically detracted from her abilities by saying, I'm only going to consider 6% of the population, a.k.a. black women. Also, even smaller, 
because the number of lawyers out there who are black women is even a smaller group, right? So yeah. that's crazy. By the way, we've got the audio. You, you want to hold this through? We'll play it for the next yeah, segment. Just because, for any of you who have forgotten, Kamala's look at the moon stuff, true classic. True, true classic, classic of, uh, of the Kamala Harris what would you even call that? The oeuvre, the the, uh, the 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 overall brand of Kamala Harris. To me, the audio that in we're going to play in for the you. The pantheon yes. of great Kamala moments. Yes. This is at the apex. Uh, we'll play that for you in a moment. In the meantime, authorities confirmed the largest single data breach just over a week ago. Something like 26 billion records compromised. Data included leaked records from previous breaches, newly stolen data, privately sold databases. Question is whether we'll see some of these records on the dark web being sold to cyber thieves who can quickly profit. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Protect yourself and your family with LifeLock. They're the industry leader in spotting online activity that's unusual and potentially illegal. When they see your name and info involved, LifeLock will alert you. You determine if there's a problem or not. If there is... They'll assign a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist to work with you to fix it. You need it. Sign up today at LifeLock.com. You can call them at 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use my name, Clay, to save 25%. That's LifeLock.com. My name, Clay, for 25% off. 24, a weekly podcast from Clay and Buck covering all things election. Episodes drop Sundays at noon Eastern. Find it on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the story the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back in. Team to play in, Buck. Coming up at the top of the next hour, uh, two clips about crime, one having to do with California, one having to do with New York. You need to hear these. We're going to lay out for you. And it involves Gavin Newsom, who Clay, Clay does not invite Gavin over for Brie and Chardonnay anymore ever since he got his butt kicked by Ron and acted like a, like a little schoolgirl about it afterwards. Ran off stage, Clay and Gavin not hanging out at the vineyard together. So, uh, but no, we'll, we'll talk about the crime situation. Uh, you gotta hear this involving Gavin Newsom telling a story actually. Um, and then the difference between being a criminal in New York and being a criminal in Florida, according to a guy who used to run the, uh, counterterrorism division of the NYPD. Um, Josh in Fredericksburg, Texas. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on guys? Good. So I wanted to comment on the Kamala Harris versus Hillary Clinton. for Sure, sure. Everybody, that's what all the lines are about. Go for it. I want to disagree with you guys. I want to say Kamala Harris, and it's not because I like Kamala Harris, and I don't think anybody does. What I think is that everybody wants her because she's just incompetent, whereas Hillary Clinton is just evil. Oh, that's an interesting argument. Well, but So now you're talking about who you'd want in charge. Right. Do you think Kamala is also more likable. This is kind of a version of the who'd you rather have a beer with test. Kamala or oh, Hillary? I'd rather have a beer. Definitely Kamala Harris. Really? Hillary, Hillary Clinton is so cringe worthy. It's just, I, I, anything she says, it just like nails on a chalkboard. I, mean, I, I feel like Hillary would have some at, wild stories. Kamala Harris. The day. I would be terrified of Hillary Clinton. I would laugh at Kamala Harris. So <laughs> I'd rather have amazing. a beer with Kamala It's amazing. Harris. We've got, we've played. We, th- thank you so much, Josh. I just want to note, it's, it's like we've, uh, we've reached We've crossed the streams in Ghostbusters. We have callers calling in who are like, let's give Kamala her due here, okay? Let's not, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, this is, this is fascinating. Uh, Keith in Memphis, what's going on? Keith in Memphis. Kamala. Going once. There we go. The, uh, yeah. On the Kamala and Hillary, Kamala death, I can see where she'd win. It's easier to like a clown than a devil. Uh, uh, well, right. there you go. By the way, speaking of a clown, well, let's make sure we play this before the uh, the hour ends out. If you didn't hear, this is Kamala oh, Harris. Yes, thank you. The moon, uh, to me, I know the, the there's so many word salads of Kamala out there, but, but this is just so transparently fake. I mean, for both of us, this was the first yes. all-time Kamala moment that kind of summarizes her as a politician. Go for it. Enjoy. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. And then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet. To think about so much that's out there, believable. I I am not with the your best. your eyes. You're going to be looking with your eyes, Clay. I am one of the worst actors on the planet. I can be honest. If it's not scripted, I'm pretty good at it. We did skits back in the day when I did the sports gambling show daily for four years on Fox Sports, and I couldn't act. They would make fun of me when I was trying to act. That's the best version of Kamala Harris acting. If you can't act, don't give a script and just record somebody naturally talking and interacting, and it will seem way better. I, I 
you know, there's that. There's the time when she was in. Remember when she was in the the lab trying to talk like a French person and how awkward that was where she was trying to talk with the French accent? I think that was there. And then the time that she said the all of the different word salads that have gone viral. To me, I think you're right that Kamala represents the full fruition of DEI, which is people in California in positions of power in the Democrat Party decided that Kamala Harris looked like Someone who should represent right. the state of California and didn't care about her actual talents. That's this, all that matters. It's a collective illusion. Everyone is supposed to go along and say, oh yeah, she's great. She's competent. She's a good politician because anyone who stands against that, the rest of the mob targets and, yes. and gets angry at. It's a ver, it's almost like a version of the emperor's clothes, right? Uh, but Kamala Harris, I think, is one of the figures now that people look at and they say, um, this is what happens when we're not allowed to anymore look at somebody's skills, look at somebody's capabilities, and think much more about the superficial characteristics that DEI is obsessed with. Oh, wait, we got Diane. We got someone who wants to take the other side of this. Diane in Long Beach, California. Team Hillary, Diane. I can't believe we're even saying that. What's up? No. Actually, I don't. I actually said you guys asked who is more likable, and my answer would definitely be Kamala. Um, oh. because I think Hillary, then you're, you're, um, the guy that was talking to me asked who, well, then who would you vote for president? I think that Hillary reeks of arrogance. I think that most people can't stand her. She talks, she looks down on everybody. It's, and, but, and I live in California. Yes, we knew that Kamala slept her way to the top. We knew that she got 1% of the vote. Nobody likes her. But as far as president, uh, I would, I would vote for Hillary because I think that Kamala would do what Obama wants. I mean, yes, Kamala would do what Obama wants more. You think that Kamala would destroy the country more than Hillary Clinton? Yeah, and so just to be clear, Diane, so you think Kamala more likable, but Hillary better choice for president? I love that this is even a discussion. Well, Kamala, Kamala, she just comes off as a, I mean, I I just can't stand Hillary. I just think. Diane, are you, are, are you married? Do you have kids? No, I don't, and I'm I'm a so I'm a single queer woman, and I okay. never got married and never had kids, and I'm Republican, and I, All I right, live so in California. <laughs> what percentage? Quickly here, as we go to break to finish the hour, what percentage of people in California do you think know Kamala Harris had an affair with a married man, Willie Brown, to start her well, political career? I kind of I hung around. I was in a courthouse for 35 years as a court reporter, so I everybody knew, but. Um, I also, all of my neighbors love Trump. I mean, I don't know a single Democrat in California, which I hate it when Well, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I oh, thank okay. you for the call, that, by the way, you, as, Diane, we, yeah. as we go to break. I think that is such an interesting question because there was basically a, you're not allowed to talk about yes. this. Yes, I mean, this, is, this audience play is more tuned in. Not, and we're not just saying this to, you know. You all are more t- tuned into politics than 95% of Correct. the country. And we just had a court report or a court stenographer. She's going to know what's going on That's in politics in her home state. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.